Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. So it's another day, another day of trying to get people fired. I thought this one was special because they're not even they're not even pretending anymore now, are they? Tony Katz. 93 WIBC, good morning. Uh, there's a uh, group that is um, sharing pamphlets. Here's how to get Zionists fired. Huh. Ain't that a thing? A, a Zionist, somebody who believes in the existence of Israel, right? That's, that's, a, that's a Zionist. We, we can we can call it that. I think we can use that as a as a description. And so uh, found found this story. I was. They've got a a step by step guide on how to talk to Zionists. Is your coworker a Zionist? Your teacher lecturer a Zionist? Campaign for them to be fired. Zionism justifies the genocide of Palestinians. Do not tolerate it. Well, there's a. There's a take. And when I say there's a take, uh, there's a, a heap of lies. Of course, no one can actually be for the existence of Israel. They must be fired. So for all the people looking to get me fired, I'm a Zionist. I apologize to no one. I'm an American. I'm a Zionist. I'm an American. This is my country. This is where I was born. Th- these, these are my people. I believe Israel has the right to exist. You want to try and get me fired? Go ahead. What am I supposed to tell you? Don't. You already try. You think I'm gonna gonna shut up? You think I'm gonna apologize to you? To you awful, terrible, horrible people? To you Jew haters? Nah. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. Thank you. Uh, I got asked on Twitter. Please talk about the Indianapolis Indians. So I read the story, and so the Indianapolis Indians are keeping the name Indians. And what they've done is created a partnership with a local tribe, the Miami Nation of Indians of Indiana, which in one of the stories I read, it's interesting, they're not recognized as a tribe by the federal government. I would love to know why that is. That's fascinating. But but neither here nor there right now. We are grateful to the Indianapolis Indians for the opportunity to share our story with Hoosiers throughout central Indiana. This according to Brian Buchanan, chief of the Miami Nation of Indians of Indiana. So there's going to be, um, to to make this deal, there's a, uh, uh, something that's going to get read before each game. A formal statement that recognizes and respects the Miami Nation as the traditional stewards of the land and about the relationship between the Miami Nation and its traditional territories. A land acknowledgement. Oh. Is that... Is that right? This is the deal. 
that the Indianapolis Indians made in order to keep the name Indians. Basically, what they needed was some uh, some backup, and they got it. And there are still Native Americans who are like, this is wrong and this is awful. I do think it's weird that um, there are people who are like, the best thing you can do is erase the idea of Indians from culture. Did we actually gain anything by taking Aunt Jemima off the syrup bottle? Anybody's life better? Raise your hand. Raise your hand if your life is better. That's That's what I thought. So they've come to this deal, and they're going to keep the name, and they're going to read this this land acknowledgement at at the start of 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 every game. Um, according to uh, Bruce Schumacher, the CEO and chairman of the Indianapolis Indians, we look forward to using our platform to educate our fans by acknowledging, uplifting, and honoring those upon whose ancestral lands Victory Field is built. Okay. I know, I, I admit to you that I have zero, zero knowledge of um, the Miami Nation of Indians of Indiana. If I were to go back in history, though, did the Miami Nation always control the land? It's a question. Did the Miami Nation always control the land? Now, you've brought up the idea of ancestral lands. Now I am curious. Not angry. Curious. Who had it before them? According to the IBJ, the Miami were once the largest tribe in Indiana, but many Miami people were forced to move to reservation lands west of the Mississippi River, prompting the tribe to split into two groups. The Miami tribe of Oklahoma is still federally recognized, but the Indiana Miami had their federal recognition stripped in 1897. So again, curious as to why they are not um, considered a tribe. I'm curious uh, about that. Here's the question. They were forced to move in 1840. Who was in control before the Miami nation was in control of the land? This is my question. Because if the goal is to indeed support the people who are the original caretakers of the ancestral land... I want to make sure we got it right. My argument is not with the Miami Nation. Far from it. My argument is, if this is your answer, if this is somehow an answer, then why did we stop at 1840? Or 1800? Or 1612? Or 1283. You'll start to get questions of, did you just do it because everybody got a couple of bucks out of the deal and that was good enough? Don't look at me, Indianapolis Indians. You did this to yourselves. Hope it works out for you.